A top human rights official at the United Nations has resigned in protest, saying that Israel is carrying out a textbook case of genocide against the Palestinian people, that Israel is engaged in colonialist crimes against humanity, and that it has the support of Western governments, in particular the United States, that the U.S. has essentially held the U.N. hostage and is controlling the U.N. and preventing any action in defense of human rights and is essentially allowing Israel to commit genocide. In his resignation letter, he said, quote, We are seeing a genocide unfolding before our eyes and the U.N. appears powerless to stop it. And he also said that Israel is engaged in a wholesale slaughter of the Palestinian people rooted in an ethno-nationalist settler colonial ideology in continuation of decades of systemic persecution and purging based entirely upon their status as Arabs and coupled with explicit statements of intent by leaders in the Israeli government and military. He said this leaves no room for doubt or debate. This is a textbook case of genocide. Now, I'm going to look in further detail at this letter. It was a lengthy resignation letter. But first, I want to provide more context. Now, we should be clear here. What Israel is doing to Gaza, its massacres of thousands of civilians, more than 3,500 Palestinian children have been killed in just a few weeks of indiscriminate bombing. Israel is ethnically cleansing Gaza, and numerous Israeli officials have said publicly their goal is to force Palestinians out of Gaza, to destroy Gaza, and to make them live in the desert of Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. Now, the United Nations Office on Genocide Prevention very clearly defines genocide. It says, quote, Genocide means any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy, in whole or in part, a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group, such as killing members of the group, causing serious bodily or mental harm, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, imposing measures intended to prevent births, and forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. Israel is currently doing several of these crimes against humanity. And, and I should stress, if you read the definition clearly, it notes in part or in whole. Israel doesn't need to kill every single Palestinian in order to be engaged in genocide. Israel is engaged in genocide by trying to eliminate part of the Palestinian nation these genocidal intentions are very obviously reflected in public statements made by top Israeli officials. Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, has said very clearly that there are no civilians in Gaza, essentially meaning that Israel considers all children, women, elderly people in Gaza legitimate targets to be killed, and that's what Israel is doing. Israel's defense minister referred to Palestinians as, quote, human animals and announced a complete siege on Gaza. So not only is Israel bombing and killing thousands of civilians, but it's also preventing food and water and electricity and oil from entering the besieged Gaza Strip, where there are 2.3 million Palestinians who are trapped in an open-air prison. 
And numerous prominent Israeli politicians have openly called for genocide. This was a statement published on Twitter by the far-right Israeli member of parliament, Galit Distel, and she is from Prime Minister Netanyahu's Likud party, the far-right political party of the prime minister. And until October, she was the minister of public diplomacy of Israel. Again, a close ally of Prime Minister Netanyahu. And she said in this tweet that Palestinians living in Gaza are monsters. She said to hate the monsters. And she says she's telling Israelis to invest your energy in one thing. And this is an exact quote. Erasing all of Gaza from the face of the earth that the Gazan monsters will fly to the southern fence and try to enter Egyptian territory or they will die. And she emphasized again, Gaza should be erased. And for people claiming absurdly that the Israeli military, the IDF, is supposedly a humane military, she said no. This top Israeli official said no. A vengeful and cruel IDF is needed here. She is calling for the military to be vengeful and cruel, to erase Gaza off of the face of the earth and kill the Palestinian monsters. Again, this is a member of parliament from Netanyahu's far-right Likud party. And until October, she was the minister of public diplomacy of Israel. So it is not any way an exaggeration to say that Israel is engaged in genocide against the Palestinian people, and it has the full support of the United States, of European countries, of the Western so-called democracies that love to lecture other countries all around the world about so-called human rights. And this brings me back to the resignation letter of the top UN human rights official who protested the fact that the UN is doing nothing to stop this Western-sponsored genocide. This was an open letter written by Craig Mokaber, who was previously the director in the New York office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. He is an international human rights law expert and a lawyer, and he worked at the UN for more than 30 years. And on the 28th of October, Craig Mokaber published this open letter that he wrote to the top UN human rights official, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Volker Turk. And he said, this will be my last communication to you as the director of the New York office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights. He said, we are seeing a genocide unfolding. And he pointed out that he has experience working in Palestine. He investigated human rights in Palestine in the 1980s and he lived in Gaza as a UN human rights advisor in the 1990s and carried out several human rights missions. And he said, Hi, Commissioner, we are failing again. And he said again, this is this quote, I'm just going to read it again because it's so important and so powerful. He said, quote, The current wholesale slaughter of the Palestinian people rooted in an ethno-nationalist settler colonial ideology and continuation of decades of their systematic persecution and purging based entirely upon their status as Arabs, and coupled with explicit statements of intent by leaders in the Israeli government and military, leaves no room for doubt or debate. In Gaza, civilian homes, schools, churches, mosques, and medical institutions are wantonly attacked as thousands of civilians are massacred. In the West Bank, 
including occupied Jerusalem, homes are seized and reassigned based entirely on race and violent settler pogroms are accompanied by Israeli military units across the land, apartheid rules. This is a textbook case of genocide, he emphasized, and then he wrote, The European ethno-nationalist settler colonial project in Palestine has entered its final phase toward the expedited destruction of the last remnants of indigenous Palestinian life in Palestine. What's more, the governments of the United States, the United Kingdom, and much of Europe are wholly complicit in this horrific assault. And he said, furthermore, Western corporate media is increasingly captured and state-adjacent and are in violation of international law, continuously dehumanizing Palestinians to facilitate the genocide and broadcasting propaganda for war and advocacy of national, racial, or religious hatred that constitutes incitement to discrimination, hostility, and violence. U.S.-based Social media companies are suppressing the voices of human rights defenders while amplifying pro-Israel propaganda. And he notes that in the past, radio stations were also found to be complicit in genocide committed in the past. And today, Western corporate media is complicit in another Western-backed genocide. Now, he also complained that the Security Council has not been able to take action because it has been blocked by U.S. intransigence. And I did a separate video looking at how the U.S. has vetoed numerous resolutions calling for a humanitarian ceasefire or humanitarian pauses in Gaza. The United States is the only country on earth that has repeatedly vetoed all of these resolutions preventing peace in Gaza. This former top UN official has pointed out that the mantra of the so-called two-state solution in Israel-Palestine has become an open joke inside the corridors of the UN, both for the fact that it's utterly impossible and for its failure to account for the inalienable human rights of the Palestinian people. This is what we constantly hear. Western governments claim they support a two-state solution. It's always a lie. They don't support a two-state solution. Israel has been, over decades, erasing Palestine off the map. That's what they say. That's what top Israeli officials say. They will never in a million years tolerate a Palestinian state. There is never going to be a Palestinian state as long as the Western powers back this colonial apartheid regime that is intent on committing genocide against Palestinians. And in his open letter, this former top UN human rights official said, quote, key parts of the UN have surrendered to the power of the US. So this is acknowledging what we all know, that the UN has been completely captured by Washington, that the UN is being held hostage by US imperialism. That's why no other country on earth can do anything to actually protect human rights at the UN because anytime there's a resolution proposed in the Security Council, which where the US has veto power, Washington vetoes it. And this is because of the colonial structure of the UN in which the US, Britain, and France have permanent seats in the Security Council, whereas massive countries in the global south, like India and Pakistan and Bangladesh and Brazil and Nigeria, they don't have permanent seats in the Security Council. So 
He says that key parts of the UN have surrendered power to the US into the fear of the Israel lobby and they have abandoned their principles and retreated from international law itself. And he says, let us remember as well that the UN itself carries the original sin of helping to facilitate the dispossession of the Palestinian people by ratifying the European settler colonial project that seized Palestinian land and turned it over to the colonists. So he's referring to the 1948 Nakba, the ethnic cleansing of indigenous Palestinians by by what became Israel, the terrorist groups that became Israel. And of course, they were backed by the Western colonial powers. This was, has always been a colonial project. Now, also in his open letter, this UN official pointed out that a few blocks from where he was writing in New York Grand Station in New York City, there was a mass protest in which thousands of Jewish human rights defenders were standing in solidarity with the Palestinian people and demanding an end to Israeli tyranny. Many of them were arrested. In doing so, they stripped away in an instant the Israeli Hasbara propaganda point, which is an anti-Semitic trope, that Israel somehow represents the Jewish people. It does not. And as such, Israel is solely responsible for its crimes. And he says, criticism of Israel's human rights violations is not anti-Semitic any more than criticism of Saudi violations is Islamophobic, criticism of Myanmar violations is anti-Buddhist, or criticism of Indian violations is anti-Hindu. And then, you know, supporters of the Israeli apartheid regime will say, well, it's the only Jewish state. Well, where are the Buddhist states? Where are the Hindu states? So if you think that you can't criticize Israel's colonial crimes against humanity, then I guess you believe the talking points of the far-right fascistic Hindu nationalists in India who say that India is the only Hindu state and you cannot criticize India or you are Hinduphobic. Or why aren't there Buddhist states? And why can't you criticize Buddhists in Myanmar who are committing human rights violations as well? So this is a, an important point of his letter, calling out the hypocrisy of people who say that it's anti-Semitic to oppose Israeli colonialism and genocide. And what is so cynical and disgusting is to see people weaponizing the horrific crimes of the Nazis in the Nazi Holocaust in order to justify Israel's genocide. They're invoking a past genocide to justify an ongoing current genocide. It is so cynical and so disgusting. And in his open letter, Craig Mokaber said that some parts of the United Nations at the highest levels have shamefully bowed their heads to power, once again acknowledging that the United States has basically taken over the UN and prevented it from actually defending human rights. And he says, he calls for a series of proposals. He says, quote, we must stop the pretense that this is simply a conflict over land or religion between two warring parties and admit the reality of the situation in which a disproportionately powerful state is colonizing, persecuting, and dispossessing an indigenous population on the basis of their ethnicity. And then he says, quote, 
We must support the establishment of a single democratic secular state in all of historic Palestine with equal rights for Christians, Muslims, and Jews, and therefore the dismantling of a deeply racist settler colonial project and an end to apartheid across the land. Now, far-right supporters of the Israeli apartheid regime are picking out this line and saying that he's calling for the destruction of Israel, which is completely ridiculous. He's calling for the end to apartheid and racism. And if you think that Israel cannot exist without apartheid and racism, that, that says a lot about you. That says that you truly support apartheid and racism and genocide, and you actually do not want Palestinians to have equal rights. You do not want a democratic state in which people of all religions have equal rights. You are supporting fascism and genocide if you truly think that the only way that Israel can and should exist is through genocide against Palestinians. That's, that, that's, that's as you know, people say, as young people say, you're telling on yourself. You are telling on yourself. And he, this UN official, as he resigns, he says, we must redirect all UN efforts and resources to the struggle against apartheid, just as we did for South Africa in the 1970s, 80s, and early 90s. He also says, we must recognize that the US and other Western powers are in fact not credible mediators, but rather actual parties to the conflict who are complicit with Israel in the violation of Palestinian rights, and we must engage with them as such. It is completely preposterous when people claim that the U.S. is going to help negotiate peace. No, as he points out in this letter, Washington is a party that is complicit in Israel's genocide and crimes against humanity. Now, he says, these policies that he proposed, they will take years to achieve, and the Western powers will fight us every step of the way. Now, point a very important point here. This top UN official who works and lives in New York, he knows the inside of the UN better than anyone else, and he says the Western powers are the ones preventing the UN from respecting international law and protecting human rights. Again, it is the Western powers that represent around 13% of the world population that are going up against the rest of the planet, the other 87% of the world population. They are holding the UN hostage. And then he again resigns and notes that he worked at the UN for more than three decades. And yet Craig Mokaber, this top UN human rights official, felt compelled to resign after more than 30 years because he could not be complicit in a clear genocide that is happening right before our eyes. In addition to his open letter, Craig Mokaber also published some tweets in which he said, quote, the genocide we are witnessing in Palestine is the product of decades of Israeli impunity provided by the U.S. and other Western governments and decades of dehumanization of the Palestinian people by Western corporate media. Both must end now. Speak up for human rights. In another tweet, Craig Mokaber said, quote, third states that provide support, such as arms, money, intelligence, and diplomatic cover, to states committing war crimes, ethnic cleansing, crimes against humanity, and genocide are committing grave breaches of international humanitarian law and must be held accountable under the rule of law. He's, of course, speaking about Israel and about Western government support for Israel. In another tweet, he said, 
Western corporate media dehumanize Palestinians and violate human rights law with propaganda for war and advocacy of national, racial, or religious hatred that constitutes incitement to discrimination, hostility, and violence. In the wake of this genocide, there must be an accounting. And then on the 28th of October, when there was a vote in the United Nations General Assembly and the United States voted against the vast majority of the world, opposing calls for a humanitarian truce and opposing a resolution that called to protect civilians in Gaza, Craig Mokaber said, quote, the curtain has been pulled back. The so-called responsibility to protect promoted by abstaining Western countries was always a ruse a Trojan horse for imperialism and aggression. It was never intended to protect civilians from mass atrocities. And here he's referring to the so-called R2P doctrine in which the U.S. and other NATO members have claimed that when there is an impending genocide, supposedly, they have to militarily intervene to carry out regime change. This is exactly what was invoked to destroy Yugoslavia, in the 1990s, in which NATO bombed Yugoslavia and especially Serbia. And furthermore, this was also invoked by imperialists in 2011 to destroy the state of Libya, to kill Libya's leader, Muammar Gaddafi, and unleash a complete, just failed state disaster that destabilized the region. It was NATO that destroyed Libya in this 2011 war, citing the so-called responsibility to protect. And here we have a clear example of an actual genocide unfolding before, before our eyes and the same countries that constantly claim the so-called R2P, they're the ones actually shielding and defending Israel as it commits genocide. Now, Craig Mokaber is by no means the only expert calling out Israel for genocide. The magazine Jewish Currents published a very important article by an Israeli scholar Raz Segel, who's an associate professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies at Stockton University in the United States. And this expert on genocide and the Nazi Holocaust referred to what Israel is doing in Gaza as, quote, a textbook case of genocide. Even Britain's establishment newspaper, The Guardian, which is often very biased against Palestinians in the interest of Western governments, even The Guardian acknowledged that the language that Israeli and U.S. officials are using to describe Palestinians is genocidal. And the columnist here at The Guardian pointed out that Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, said, quote, it's an entire nation out there that is responsible. This rhetoric about civilians not aware, not involved is absolutely not true. So again, that is meaning the definition of genocide. Israel's president is claiming that the entire nation of Palestinians in Gaza is responsible. He also notes that Ariel Kalner, a member of the Israeli parliament from the far-right Likud party of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, openly demanded a repeat of the mass expulsion of Arabs in 1948, known to Palestinians as the Nekba or catastrophe. And this Israeli politician said, quote, Right now, one goal, Nakba, a Nakba that will overshadow the Nakba of 1948. So this is an open call for ethnic cleansing and genocide by a top Israeli official from Netanyahu's political party. I was also surprised to see that The Guardian published an op-ed by two anti-Zionist Jewish activists, Ellen Brodsky and Ariel Koren, 
And they wrote, quote, we are anti-Zionist Jews and we see genocide unfolding in Gaza. There are many Jewish American activists protesting, getting arrested, doing civil disobedience, protesting the U.S. government's involvement in facilitating this genocide in Israel. And it's so cynical and disgusting because Joe Biden will go out and give this ridiculous speech claiming that he is defending human rights and defending the rights of Jewish people and that it's anti-Semitic to oppose Israeli colonialism and genocide. Meanwhile, the Biden government, the Biden administration, its officials are repressing and arresting Jewish American activists who are opposing and protesting against Israel's genocide facilitated by the U.S. So it's very important to keep all of this context in mind when people say, why isn't the U.N. doing anything? Why aren't they protecting human rights and stopping a genocide? It's because the Western powers led by the United States are holding the United Nations hostage. The UN has a colonial structure with all of the power concentrated in the Security Council, which is dominated by the Western powers that prevent any action and deny a voice to the vast majority of the world population that is living in the global south. The final note that I'll make here is that there was a very important statement by a top United Nations expert, the UN Special Rapporteur on the Rights of Palestinians in the Occupied Territories. However, the UN Special Rapporteurs are not UN officials. They are technically UN independent experts. That is, they don't work directly for the UN. So this was a statement published by the UN High Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights. UN expert warns of new instance of mass ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. It was published on the 14th of October, one week into Israel's brutal bombing campaign. This was a statement by Francesca Albanese, the UN Special Rapporteur on Palestinian Human Rights. And this, again, is not a UN official. It's a UN human rights expert. And she said, quote, there is a grave danger that what we are witnessing may be a repeat of the 1948 Nakba and the 1967 Nexa, yet on a larger scale. Israeli public officials have openly advocated for another Nakba. Israel has already carried out mass ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. Again, in the name of self-defense, Israel is seeking to justify what would amount to ethnic cleansing. Any continued military operations by Israel have gone well beyond the limits of international law. But I repeat, this is not a UN official. This is an independent expert. So the United Nations can and should be criticized for not standing up for human rights while there is a blatant genocide happening. And that is why top UN officials like Craig Mokaber are resigning in protest because they can see clearly this is an organization that has been controlled, held hostage by the United States. On that note, I'm going to conclude I want to thank everyone for joining me. Please subscribe on whatever platform you're watching or listening on, and I'll be back very soon with more coverage. See you next time.